0: Is there a witch in the woods? A curse on your camp? A haunting in your home? It's time to find out. Welcome to the Car Hour. I'm your host, Briar. I'm Nora. And this week we've watched Van Helsing, released in 2004, written and directed by Stephen Summers, and co-produced with Bob DuSay. Uh, Summers, also the writer and director of The Mummy and The Mummy Returns, Dussay with editing credits on both of those, as well as stuff like Knives Out. Uh, that so pedigree makes sense there. to me that tracks doesn't really look like someone's did much for a very long after run housing there's like a couple of movies but disay is still still working i think
1: yeah um did you watch any movies this week
0: other than this one uh nope i've been very busy
1: i've also been very busy uh it turns out that working at a grocery store during the global pandemic and period of mass civil unrest is like hard
0: yeah, that does sound better tough than doing it at another time. Yeah. Um, um, I unfortunately work from home like an asshole and I'm completely untouched. Mm hmm.
1: Um, so. I guess we can. We don't even have video games to talk about, really, like we did that one time.
0: Yeah, I mean, I finished playing, like. Divinity Original Sin recently, but again, I don't really have much interesting to say about it. There is the skeleton of a good game there, and they used that skeleton to build a very frustrating game instead.
1: Uh, I had a Ding Dong recently for the first time in years, and those are pretty damn good. I bought a box of them, they're great, we've been eating them.
0: You are going to have to tell me what those are.
1: Uh, They look kind of like hockey pucks. they're just chocolate cakes with a little dollop of cream in the very middle.
0: Oh, okay, that sounds pretty good.
1: Yeah, they're called Ding Dongs. That it's also one of those sounds pretty good. Part of the hostess stable of snack cakes.
0: Ah, yeah, I I have heard of that brand. Um, yeah. There's a sentence here on Stephen Summers' Wikipedia page. Wikipedia, the free encyclopedia that anyone can edit. Uh, it says, Before Van Helsing even premiered, Summers and D.C. began developing a spin-off TV series for NBC called Transylvania. Though, featuring none of the characters from this film, the series, which was to have made use of the film's Prague set, was about a young cowboy from Texas who becomes a sheriff in Transylvania, has many strange adventures, and encounters many strange creatures. Uh, NBC decided not to go through with the show The Cowards.
1: Cowards?
0: I would have watched the hell out of that. God. Um, But unfortunately, no good deed goes unpunished. I didn't realize
1: that this was the per the same director as GI Joe the Rise of Cobra.
0: You don't remember that film? You would be one of few people if you did.
1: I remember watching that film in the theater uh because they used the gas to destroy this the Paris Tower. It's not leaning, but it's the tower in Paris. It's under construction in Van Helsing as an establishing shot, okay. and I know the name of it. Do you, The Eiffel,
0: The Eiffel Tower? That's the one. You did it. Do I, do I, what do I win? You win
1: a podcast about Van Helsing, 2004.
0: Hell oh, yeah. Well, let's hit that summary. Only content warning here are like the violence, I guess, and like some very light gore. Yeah. Um, I need to stop kicking this controller. Hold on. There are some goopy monster explosions, but that's about it.
1: Yeah, it's extremely early CGI monster stuff. Um
0: in that it looks very good, is what you're saying.
1: I think it actually does. Um it looks very good because of the way they're trying to frame it, but we can get into that a little later.
0: Absolutely. So in a black-and-white homage to the monster movies of the past, a mob breaks down the doors to Castle Frankenstein, as in the tower above the man himself is putting the finishing touches on his creation.
1: Before that, I will say that the Universal logo also fades into black-and-white, and then bursts into flame, and then the flame is the torch being held in this crowd. It's like, it is starting off as this huge homage, like, yeah. even the logo.
0: It's a really good transition, also. Mm-hmm. Um... So he's putting the finishing touches on his creation, which shrieks as he comes to life. Dracula shows up to announce that he is taking ownership of the monster, having given Dr. Frankenstein a place to work in secret for that very purpose. Unwilling to give up his creation for Dracula's ends, Frankenstein tries to kill Dracula with a sword, only for the man to push himself onto it and get close enough to bite him. Igor flees, and Dracula turns to find Frankenstein's monster has broken free. He throws a huge piece of machinery at the vampire, knocking him directly into the fireplace, and Frankenstein's monster carries him away from the castle to a nearby window.
1: You are really underselling the theatrics of Dracula (laughs) in this scene? Because he's
0: fucking going. I'm sorry, this summary is a little bit abstract in places this time along, because it's a very long movie and a lot of things happen basically in every scene. It's so
1: long! Autumn and I were talking about, like, okay, this is too long. This movie is too long. It needs to be trimmed. You could get, like, if you could... It's, like, two hours and... I don't know, 220? What is it?
0: Something like that. The thing is, I don't know what you would cut because all of it's very good. All of it's very good. Every scene fucking moves. Um... Yeah, it has so much momentum.
1: It's 131 minutes. You... You could at least cut it down to an even two hours or less, I feel. Maybe. Um, But every scene fucking moves. They are booking it through every single scene, and every scene does so much. There's just so many of them.
0: Yeah. It's just a shame I can't, like, give it the same attention I give to shorter films because we would be here for, like, a few days.
1: Yeah. um, Also, I kept seeing parts where it, like... Gives a moment of closure, and it, this movie is kind of structured like an eight episode miniseries.
0: Kind of, especially this like start piece really feels like a like the ending to a movie, which I guess it is, right? It, yeah, no, like, it is. <laughs> um, but yeah, I definitely yeah. think you you could like renovate this into a series, probably.
1: Yeah, uh, it would be fucking great, but that paradigm doesn't exist in 2004 and that budget doesn't work in 2004.
0: No. And if they did it in 2020, it would not be this.
1: It would not be this. But, um... Dracula is just, like, teleporting around the room, just monologuing at Frankenstein... And he's so good. The Dracula in this movie is so good. This is my favorite Dracula in anything.
0: <sighs> he's fucking incredible. Just constantly changing the scenery. I'll be honest, I thought it was Sean Bean at first. <laughs> um, to the point that I wrote Sean Bean in this summary at one point, I had to go back and change it because it is not Sean Bean.
1: It's not Sean Bean. There's only one character, one actor from, that you... Um, wait, no. Hugh Jackman wasn't in Lord of the Rings. It was Viggo Mortensen.
0: Never mind. Um, Yeah, it is Richard Roxburgh. So, the mob begins to burn the windmill down with Frankenstein Jr., I guess, and Dr. Frankenstein inside of it. And it very quickly catches fire due to the many bottles of alcohol inside. I guess it was being used as a a stash or something.
1: It opens with a shot of... A Bible next to a bunch of bottles of alcohol, which is just the best sort of uh, character establishing like collection of objects in the, for yeah. like Dr. Frankenstein. It, it's also like
0: absinthe, which is, you know, not mm-hmm. weak stuff. No, the opposite is what I would call it. Yeah. Um, Frankenstein Jr. emerges atop the windmill and asks the intimidated crowd, why? At this point, Dracula and his brides arrive on the scene just in time to see the windmill collapse entirely, the flames consuming both Frankenstein and his creation. Dracula looks somberly on as his brides weep and mourn without loss.
1: Sorry, you mean Frankenstein's doctor. Frankenstein is the monster.
0: Yes, I said Frankenstein and his creation. You cannot own me. No,
1: that Frankenstein is the monster. You're thinking of Frankenstein's doctor?
0: Hmm sees to his medical needs.
1: I'm just taking my wife's joke from Twitter and putting it in the podcast.
0: Oh, that's illegal. (laughs) Anyway, one year later, in Paris, a famed monster hunter, Van Helsing, tears down a wanted poster for himself before striding out into the night in pursuit of his quarry. One Mr. Hyde catches him fleeing the scene of his most recent killing and chases him to the Notre Dame. Upstairs, they exchange witty barbs until Van Helsing tries to take him in, which, after a short scuffle where Van Helsing pulls out some fucking saw blades that he just, like, uses single-handedly, um, they've got some cool stuff going on uh, at the
1: Vatican, and, I guess. And he spins them by pulling this trigger that makes him spin, like, one of those,
0: those like fucking Beyblades? Yeah, it's like, what if you had, like, a one-hand, like, scribbing brush, but instead of a brush, it was a, like... Automatic saw.
1: There's um, a lot of cool gadgets in this movie.
0: They seem very useful.
1: Uh, also, the CGI on Mr. Hyde is great. The CGI in this movie holds up better than I would say something like Lord of the Rings. Oh, absolutely. Also, Robbie like, um,
0: Country is a really fucking good Mr. Hyde.
1: Like, Lord of the Rings still looks great to me. Um, but this movie, because they don't... Because this is 2004, and they don't care about being photorealistic, and they're not trying to be darker than they need to be. They let some of the monsters just look like goofy monsters in a way that it's really, really, it makes it look way better. Um, it looks better that the brides are these blue gargoyle monsters than if they like tried to make it look really, really good. The dog is barking.
0: I noticed. But yes, I apologize right. for that. Um, yeah, it looks pretty good. Even in like the the transition shots, which they you know do often in, in this film, because it's about a lot of the time monsters that transform from a like, human form to a more monstrous form. Even those don't look that bad, really. In fact, uh, some of the transitions in this
1: movie are like what it's kind of known for. This movie is not beloved. Oh, absolutely not uh which is the work of cowards but like the trans for the transformation of the werewolf on the wall is like the thing that people who don't like this movie hold up as like oh this is the only good thing in this movie which is
0: bullshit yeah there are a lot of very good things in this movie that is just one of them this movie's fantastic it's one of my favorite movies of all time yep um i hadn't thought about it for a very long time and then i watched it again like the, the past week and was like oh i remember this movie like scene for scene it's fucking excellent there are lots
1: of voice lines that are just seared into my head like the weird voice compression when hyde says my tard yes like for that one line the 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 mix is just weird and blown out like it's final fantasy 12 and it's just stuck in my head forever
0: how could we ever forget too bad so sad too
1: bad so sad. Oh, it's so good. And then also, like, it's what I do. <laughs>
0: I could just quote lines from this movie forever. Yep. Which, you know, maybe we could have if it got the sequel. It's obviously being set up. Spoilers, I guess, for the summary. Well, let me tell you about the prequel. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. We we can talk about that stuff at the end.
1: Also, before we move on, I just want to say... Even if you don't want to watch this movie, you owe it to yourself to look up the outtakes reel on YouTube. It's just great.
0: Oh, I, I should do that later. Uh, so, Helsing and Mr. Hyde continue fighting. Uh, Mr. Hyde loses one of his arms as his sword clean off, but eventually manages to drag Van Helsing up to the top of the Notre Dame and throws him down from it. Unfortunately, Van Helsing isn't just equipped with guns and weird sword blades. He also has a grappling gun which he shoots directly through Mr. Hyde's chest and just to get down, nice and safe. Uh, he tries to pull Hyde down and fails and gets pulled back up instead. And I don't remember exactly what happens here, but it ends up with Hyde swinging through one of the very big, very old rose windows in Notre Dame and hitting the floor. As
1: Hyde backs up and then trips and falls off the edge of the of the roof That's and then it. falls through the ceiling through the roof of the next level, leaving a perfectly outlined silhouette of his body <laughs> as a whole. Which is, was the moment where I was like, Okay, I don't remember do they, like, do they know that this is goofy, or are they actually
0: trying? And they know. Yeah. They know what they're doing. The second I looked at Steven Summers', like work and saw The Mummy in that, I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> I haven't seen The Mummy, I
1: don't think. Maybe I have? I might have seen some of it on TV once, because I just remember the scene where the guy has all the different pendants. It's like this, but about a mummy instead. Right. Um, we'll get into it later, but this is... this is the egg that would eventually hatch the idea of the Dark Universe
0: yeah we should definitely talk about that The, the Dark Universe a very famous universe that everyone knows and loves yeah um so Jekyll ends up armless dead on the floor uh Van Helsing has damaged an incredibly expensive window so job's done it's time to head back to the Vatican uh there he meets up with some of his Christian friends and is tasked with heading to Transylvania to kill one Count Dracula. When he enters the Vatican, I'm I'm not sure like what the, the background there is. I assume it's either like some kind of CG render or like a painting or something, but it looks fucking excellent. There between this and the one
1: of the opening shots in Paris, um this movie has a couple of the early 2000s huge expansive cgi backdrop with very few characters in it that i love um the prequels the star wars prequels have a lot of this especially in the jedi temple um i love these like oh we kind of have cg we're gonna put the characters here we're gonna illustrate some scale but it's gonna be mostly empty And we're going to focus on, like, oh, the sun looks good, I guess.
0: There's a bunch of them (laughs) in the castles also, and I, like, I Mm fucking love them. They are part of what makes this film for me feel, part of what makes this film for me, and this is an abjectly incorrect, like, not accurate sentence, I'm going to say, but you're probably going to agree with me, Uh, makes it feel like the best video game movie adaptation there is, probably.
1: I have always said that this is exactly what a Castlevania movie should be.
0: Yes. Um, I fucking I fucking
1: love it. And also, in this vein, at the time, I don't I haven't revisited this. It's been six years, but in 2014 they made Dracula Untold, which I in at the time referred to as the Castlevania Lords of Shadow to Van Helsing's Castlevania.
0: Ooh, I don't know anything about that one. Well.
1: It was... That one actually was in the Dark Universe. It was the first Dark Universe one. Because
0: the Dark Universe wasn't that long ago. The Mummy was...
1: uh, What was the Mummy? 2017. That was three years ago. That one had the Dark Universe branding. I don't know that Dracula Untold had the Dark Universe branding, though.
0: Ah, it was like the unofficial progenitor.
1: It was the Hulk of the Dark Universe. (laughs) Ah, dear. Yeah. Remember that trailer for the Mummy remake that was like, it had all the sound effects?
0: I do. Very funny to watch. (laughs) Um, So, yes, Van Helsing has gone back to the Vatican and been tasked with killing Count Dracula. We learn that Helsing has amnesia, assumed by the Cardinal there to be penance for his past sins. Supposedly, however, Dracula and the Valerius family, whose entire bloodline has dedicated themselves to finding him, may hold clues to Van Helsing's past. Valerius' elder left a parchment with the church bearing a symbol that matches the ring Van Helsing wears. Uh, Van Helsing also takes a minute to talk to Q, sorry, Carl, his friar friend who gives him consumable items and new equipment. Uh, A notable standout to look for later, a fancy automatic crossbow, an incendiary bomb that creates a light source with the intensity of the sun, and Carl himself who has been ordered by the church to accompany Helsing to Transylvania. Uh, this is extremely just, like, the scene in every Bond movie. <laughs> it's very mm-hmm. funny to
1: me. But it also reveals this weird conspiracy of, like, all the major religious and philosophical powers of the world are all, like, united under the Vatican to fight monsters.
0: Yeah, it's it really makes me think of something like, um... <sighs> A lot of stuff does this, right? It's, like, leave gentleman. It's, like, the Order... Eighteen, whatever has like Nikola Tesla. I think like making the, the order. Eighteen
1: eighty six. Yes. Um, which the, the feels order
0: a- like this movie a lot. I would imagine.
1: The order eighteen eighty six, sequel real
0: confirmed. Google search. Mm. Um, and I could have sworn there was a TV show where people like Nikola Tesla and shit were also still alive and making equipment for like Secret Service or something. Uh, that sounds reasonable, uh, right? Yeah.
1: I definitely remember there being a TV show that was vaguely reminded me of the Librarian trilogy of movies.
0: I Um, mean, there is a. Like a a warehouse. Warehouse 13. Maybe. Maybe. That's the thing I always say, tell people to. That is like the lesser known thing that is like SCP Foundation articles a lot. Yeah. Um but it's all, like, objects that were owned by people and have become, like, powerful or something.
1: Yeah. Those librarian movies are
0: kind of... I remember liking them, but they're probably bad. I'm pretty sure there's a TV series of that also. Oh, weird. Maybe. I might be just talking out my ass at some point. My mom loves watching those kinds of things. I think there was a TV
1: show. I don't know if it was related to the movies. It was definitely called The Librarians.
0: Yeah, I imagine it was just like a, you know, taking the, not the idea, the, uh, like the IP and doing a similar thing with it. Mm Mm-hmm. And when was I? So, over in Transylvania, one of the remaining Malaria siblings uh, is strapped to a tree as bait for a werewolf. It comes out of the forest and leaps for him, and the trap is sprung. They, uh, manage to trap it in a big old metal suspended cage. But Velkan, the brother, loses his pistol loaded with silver bullets in the struggle. The townspeople accompanying them open fire with rifles onto the werewolf, but accidentally shoot through the ropes and drop the cage. Really, really good shooting there, folks. The werewolf chases Anna, the sister, through the nearby forest until she reaches a cliff's edge, and just as it is about to leap and knock them both into the river, Velkan pushes her aside and strikes the werewolf with a silver bullet, before plummeting down the cliff with it, assumedly to his death. Yep. Yep. you got some fun acrobatics here in the scene. The werewolves look fucking great in this movie.
1: Werewolves are great. Um, the whole cage thing is very elaborate. Uh, this scene doesn't really need to exist, but it's nice.
0: I think it's just a setup for, like, uh, the Valerius twins are... Not twins. They're not the twins, are they? I have no idea. The Valerius siblings are here, and they are like, capable and actively fighting... Mm-hmm. I guess right, because without the this... thing
1: about that is that you have another scene that shows off that she's a capable fighter. Like immediately after this,
0: I guess they do also need to establish the stuff with Uvelkan, which will come back later, maybe. Yeah. Um, I've lost my place. Hold on. Okay. Meanwhile, Van Helsing takes the long journey over land and sea to get to Transylvania before showing up in town to a very frustrated reception. The people of the town surround him and call with weapons as Anna appears and explains that they don't trust strangers. She says that they will be disarmed and Helsing invites them to try. She declines his offer of help and Dracula's brides immediately show up right on cue to attack the town, killing and kidnapping some townspeople. Anna gets knocked on top of Van Helsing, then dropped legs spread into his face. Van Helsing shoots about 400 crossbow bolts and misses about 390 of them because he isn't specced into crossbows, and a cow gets thrown through a building. It's, it's a nice little action scene.
1: Yeah, there's hot ladies r- flying around doing like big, dramatic overacting and opening their mouths super wide so that the CGI can make their fangs big.
0: Yep, most movies just don't give you that anymore.
1: I I wish uh, when we were watching this, Autumn and I were fantasizing about the world where this was the Iron Man of Universal. God, that's if, a fun like time this ride. had been the one to inspire seventeen movies styled like
0: this. Gosh, I don't remember what year Hugh Jackman started playing. Um, what's the uh, the X Man with the big claws? Wolverine. Delivering?
1: Yes. X Men One was in ninety nine, I believe. Hmm. But having Hugh Jackman as the vase of two huge franchises would be really funny.
0: <laughs> yeah, I was just saying, like, can you imagine the world where Van he- uh, Hugh Jackman is famous for playing Val Helsing in the same way he is like thought of as uh Wolverine? Don't you mean Gabriel? Gabriel. Well, we're not we're not up to that part yet. Sorry. <clears throat> Gosh. Gabriel. <laughs> um Okay, so the sun comes out for a little while, and for about maybe 60 seconds, everything is cool and calm and fine. And then the sun goes out, and shit hits the fan immediately again. Uh, After doing some comedy pratfalls and getting hit in the face by a tree, Anna takes refuge inside and gets very sensually bullied by two of the brides. While outside, Van Helsing manages to cover some bolts in holy water and pin the third to the roof of the church, killing them. This causes the remaining two to flee, grief stricken by their loss.
1: As as is usually the case, these vampires are horny.
0: Yeah, so we've all seen the, the fucking like stock images of like women bullying each other. And that does get too oh, yeah, long. Yeah. That's that is just what the indoor scenes here are with Anna.
1: The picking her up against the wall and then like the forcing them to drink milk. Yep. Both of those are, are what's happening in this scene. Little did we she know. She even, like, comes in with a glass of uh, blood that she's drained out of a person that she's got
0: strung up. That's the perfect vintage. <sighs> uh, yeah, little did we know those images were concept art for Van Housing. <laughs> There's a really fun little like quick scene here where Carl pulls out some holy water and tries to like throw it to Van Helsing. And one of the brides just like grabs it out of the door and throws it down the well.
1: And then there's a very stock sound effect of it splashing. <sighs> it's really good. There's a lot of stock sound effects that are just I just recognize from other things in this movie and it's very fun.
0: I think they really lend like stuff towards the the video gamey feeling. Mm-hmm. Um, as he rests on the step, s- steps of the church, the crowd surrounds Van Helsing again, declaring the vampires will now kill for vengeance. Um, I guess like the the grave digger sort of the de facto leader of the townspeople.
1: Sort of like it. That's a weird gig to be like the mob leader, but okay. He's also he also looks like a sort of a discount Jeremy Iron circa Chamber of Secrets.
0: That's exactly who I thought. I like. At first, I thought he was Jeremy Irons. I also (laughs) had, like, another face rattling around in my head that I thought it might have been, and it extremely wasn't, because I was thinking of Noel Fielding and a character he plays in The Mighty Boosh called The Hitcher. Oh, I
1: haven't thought about Noel Fielding in years. It's
0: just this character, but painted green with a giant, um, like, polo ring over his (laughs) eye. Um,
1: Autumn was saying that in the first shot, where Frankenstein screams, it's alive, he looks like Benedict Cumberbatch in that first angle.
0: Mm, I'd have to go back and the it. I fun. didn't
1: see it, but... Um,
0: but yeah, that that is two characters I thought were just different people for the entire movie until I actually paid attention afterwards. <laughs> uh, real good at this, folks. Um... Anna appears and names him as Van Helsing, having recognized him the entire time, easing the crowd as she explains he's the first man to kill a vampire in over a century. Back in his castle, Dracula very dramatically emerges from his frozen sleep, wailing with grief for his dead bride. He walks around the walls and the ceiling to talk to the remaining brides, who beg him to not try his experiment again, whatever that is. He
1: goes on and on super dramatically and emphatically about I am hollow. I feel no joy, nor anger.
0: It's just and so I will live good forever. <laughs> it's so, it's just fucking excellent. He's, have a you fucking... no heart? gift. No! <laughs> and then he's just like,
1: starts laughing. It's like one-on-one also...
0: Dracula shit, but delivered so fucking well.
1: There's also a lot of stuff with the vampires especially of um, speeding up the footage really fast to make the vampires have super speed yes. which would never be in a bigger budget movie and like a, a fan- like the dark universe would never do that.
0: No, that's so much like gravity defying as well. Yeah. It's- down. They're
1: constantly walking on walls and and on ceilings and just flying around. It's so good. This movie's so fucking charming.
0: It really, like, pushes the, like, surreal aspect of the vampires pretty well, mm-hmm. I think. Um, Igor also shows up here in the scene, now working for Dracula, and currently busy tormenting a werewolf. I wonder who that could be. It's what I do. <laughs> Igor's really fun, also. He's just... He's just mean. I, he's... I kind of skipped over it earlier, but in the the first, like, scenes with Dr. Frankenstein, he asks Igor for help. And Igor's response is like, You've been very kind to me, doctor. But Dracula pays my bills. <laughs> he pays me. <laughs> um, after a short conversation with Igor, Dracula and his two remaining bri- brides glide into the back of the room and slip into a frozen sleep. Very dramatically, also. Uh, They seem to, like, grow when they go into the freezy mode, (laughs) which I I guess maybe that prop was just a little bigger than it needed to be. Or they transformed. Oh, maybe. That also makes sense. I'll go with that one. That one sounds better. Uh, Back at Valerius HQ, Van Helsing tries to convince Anna to wait until morning to go hunting for Dracula with him. She won't have it, so Van Helsing sprays her in the face with knockout gas, as you do. Mm Mm-hmm. It's either that or the you know the classic solar plexus safely knock a woman unconscious punch. Well, that's only in anime. Is it? I'm sure I've seen that in the
1: knockout gut punch is such an anime thing to me. I don't know that I've seen a knockout gut punch outside of anime.
0: It's definitely like an anime thing in my head, but I'm sure I've seen it deployed in live action. Um I'll have to keep a note next time I see it. Uh, Anna wakes up later that night and heads back into her armory after hearing a noise, which turns out to be her brother Velkan. He's become a werewolf now, and she shoots him, but it's fine. He tries to reveal Dracula's secret to her as a human, but cannot resist turning back into a werewolf. This is where the scene you mentioned earlier of him like clawing his way up the wall as he turns into a werewolf and tears like... his human skin off to reveal yeah. fair underneath. It's like his his like
1: the human has become this like cloth over the the. Uh the wolf man, and he's just, like, tearing at this fabric that it used to be his human skin, and, like, it's a really cool effect, and they only use it here.
0: Well, uh, every time a werewolf transforms in this movie, actually, they do it. No, wait, that is true, yeah. And it happens I... the other way around when they go from werewolf to human, just, like, human hands ripping, like, a fursuit off. It's fucking great. It's great. I forgot about the very dramatic one at the end. Um, great werewolf stuff near the end of this movie, if you like werewolves, this is a pretty good movie for him. Damn right. Uh, Van Helsing shows up with a gun also, and the flees. He gets chase, and Paul very casually tosses him some silver bullets that he was just casually keeping in his tunic for such an occasion. Very good scene. I like that one a lot. Carl's like... Carl is one of the few, like, comedy third-man characters in movies like this I actually like.
1: Yeah, he's very endearing. Um, and he's very funny.
0: Like, he's there as kind of a joke character, but also he's incredibly well-prepared and pretty competent when it comes to it.
1: Yeah, like, he's done, he's read books. He hasn't done this thing before, but he's, like, he knows the deal, he knows what to do, and
0: he's... He's read the theory.
1: ...scared all the time, but he's, like, there, and he's got the stuff, and he's ready to, like, toss you ammo.
0: Yep. <laughs> um, Bioshock Infinite, except to Van Helsing and call. <laughs> Down in the town, Helsing has a brief run-in with a town grave digger who, I figure, at this point, extremely works for Dracula, probably, right?
1: It's just his nature.
0: Uh, and this ends with him <laughs> getting pounced on instead of Van Helsing and killed by the werewolf.
1: Uh, and then his his shovel sticks into the ground, and then his hat falls onto it and
0: spins. That's great. After he lands perfectly in the grave that he was digging. Mm-hmm. Uh, Van Helsing is about to take a shot when Anna stops him, revealing that the werewolf was her brother. Van Helsing already knew this, but Anna refuses to forsake Velkan and let Helsing kill him, The Dracula supposedly has a cure for lichen-priby. Helsing reluctantly agrees to help look for her brother. Um, at the castle, we learn that Igor and the Duragar that Dracula has acquired are servants, who are all like, wearing full like suits and goggles and shit. Uh, are trying to recreate Frankenstein's experiment to mixed success. Helsing and Anna track the werewolf there, who is strapped into some machinery by the Durgar and raised to the top of the tower as the experiment is begun. Downstairs, Anna and Helsing, who just has like a shotgun now, (laughs) uh, walk through chambers full of stillborn vampire cocoons, a long shot revealing that the hall is full of hundreds of them. Lightning strikes Velkan at the top of the tower, sending power coursing through the castle and into the cocoons, shocking the baby vampires inside and reanimating with new online. There is an, like an extended sequence that is maybe 20-30 seconds here of Helsing just slowly ripping handfuls of goop out of one of the cocoons to try and see what the baby looks like. It's really good. It's great.
1: It's, it's very, like... I mean, obviously, it's like... The comparison to draw here is alien. Um... It, yeah, eggs.
0: it's like one of the alien egg sequence was, like, a joke.
1: Yeah, it's just very fun. Um Anna is just sitting like, there he, watching him. He, like, t- tears off his glove and starts digging all this goo out.
0: <laughs> While there is one, like, slowly poking its own way out of the cocoon in the background also.
1: He has a very, like, electrician vibe to this, where he's like, Oh, yeah, there's your problem. He's so <laughs> it's casual. He's a fucking vampire.
0: It's really good. Um... A second pulse of electricity comes down through the experiment, and all of the cocoons begin to hatch, the castle filling with tiny vampire children. The two remaining brides take flight and lead the children out into Transylvania to hunt and feed. I need to take a big sip. Helsing starts shotgunning babies, and Dracula doesn't like this one bit, so he flies down to meet him. Anna manages to find her way up to the tower where the experiment is taking place and sets about trying to rescue her brother while the flock of baby vampires descends on the town. Uh, Van Helsing just kind of falls down from the top of the screen while Dracula is looking somewhere else and stakes him, very smugly declaring him dead. Uh, he's not dead though, and greets Helsing as Gabriel as he pulls the stake out, clearly having some kind of shared history with Helsing. If I remember correctly, he takes the stake out is like, is this yours? <laughs> is this your is it, silver stake? Did you lose this, bud?
1: <laughs> um, there's also I was talking to Autumn that if this if this movie as is had come out later, then like Dracula Frankenstein and Dracula Van Helsing would be two very popular ships.
0: Oh God! Yeah, I did. We look at the um, what's a archive of our own for Van Helsing. are there any, are there any hits on that?
1: I mean, probably. It's an old movie.
0: I suppose it's generally going to be hits for just about anything. Yeah, most things are in there. Even, like, real life is in there, so. that tosses some Durgar to their death, probably, and climbs to... I forgot that they're called Durgar. <laughs> yeah, in my head, that's, like, just a D&D thing, but obviously, no, it's not D&D takes, like, everything.
1: There are 225 works tagged as "Van Helsing 2004." A lot of uh, a lot of them are like crossovers. Huh. But um, the most popular relationship tags are Carl and Gabriel, Dracula Gabriel, Anna Gabriel, uh, Dracula original character, <laughs> uh, and then some other some other stuff. But yeah, that doesn't. Carl me. Carl of Van Helsing is the is the apparently the most popular one on this site.
0: I guess people like the gay ships.
1: Yeah, I would I wouldn't go for Carl. I would go for Dracula personally. But you know. yeah,
0: well, most people aren't as powerful as us.
1: That's true.
0: So after Anna has finished tossing Dregard to her death, she climbs to the top of the tower to release her brother who thanks her by turning back into a wolf again. Um, She told you not to release him. Anna, please listen to the people around you. Helsing shows Dracula a crucifix, and he doesn't like it very much, so he melts it. Helsing and Anna manage to escape. Carl performs some minor heroics, and all of Dracula's children suddenly explode and die as the experiment is no longer functioning. They just kind of pop. Yep. Like big old bubbles. Um... Igor reports his failure to Dracula, who sends Valkan to hunt down Helsing and Anna, who are sheltering from the rain under the ruins of a windmill. Didn't spot that until the second watch.
1: <laughs> um, I love. Now this is. This is very basic, but I think it gets overlooked sometimes. They show up to, like, they use some travel montages in this movie, but they use them kind of sparingly. They show up to the town. They meet Anna. They have a fight, and then they stay the night that night, and the vampire attacks. They follow the vampire to the castle. They have that action scene. They escape from the castle. They end up at the windmill next to the castle, and then this happens, and then it's only after this scene here that we get another um, travel montage after they pick up this next character.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. Um, they are about to share some absinthe, remember when absinthe was in this movie, uh, and the floor collapses beneath them suddenly as they fall into a cave system. Uh, c- at this point, Carl wakes back up in the movie, uh, having gotten a reward for his minor heroics, a wink a wink, and discovers a <laughs> piece of vital- He's just a
1: friar, so it's okay.
0: <laughs> uh, he discovers- Friars can fuck. Apparently so, yeah. Um, he discovers a piece of vital information for defeating Dracula completely by accident when he leans on a light fixture. Which turns around a piece of the wall and reveals an ancient tapestry, which is animated. Didn't know they had an this- ancient gif. Yeah, didn't know they had this t- uh, tech back in, like, 1880-whatever. Dracula times. You remember the vampo times? Yeah, I remember the vampire times. Um, after gathering their senses back in the cave, Helsing and Anna meet Frankenstein's creation, who has been fighting now ever since the events of the prologue. He is very upset that all the humans wish him dead, even though he hasn't done anything, which is pretty reasonable, I think. Um, And Anna goes to shoot him, but Helsing intervenes as Frankenstein Jr. explains that he is the key to Dracula's attempts to resurrect his children, thousands of which still remain.
1: Also, uh, Van Helsing says that my job, my life is to is to vanquish evil, and this is not evil. Evil may have created it, may- evil has left its mark on it, but it's not evil. I can sense evil. Yeah, Van Helsing cast like, detect
0: oh. evil, and it doesn't ping.
1: Literally, because, like, as far as I can tell, Van Helsing, Van Helsing is, like, just a literal angel. Mm-hmm. That's what I always took from this movie. I've never, like, actually talked about it to anyone to see if anyone else, like, takes that read. I
0: mean, I'm pretty sure Dracula explicitly tells him he's the Archangel Gabriel later. No.
1: I don't think the word angel's in the script. Hmm. But the left hand of God is mentioned.
0: He does say that, at least. I, I feel like if they weren't going to go for the literally an angel thing, they would... Maybe use a different name. Yeah. Um. But yeah, the the writer of this movie knows how he play paladins and D and D a bit better than most people, so he also stops Anna from killing him. A lot of people would just fucking let that happen, be like, "Oh, I didn't do it." We can't argue about D and D alignments
1: on our horror movie podcast. That is itself a horror movie. <laughs>
0: Um, As it turns out though, Valkan was watching them, so he's been spying for Dracula. So they take Frankenstein Jr. in chains, which a little unreasonable if you ask me, and set off back towards Rome to put him in protective custody, which they just do at the Vatican for monsters.
1: Frankenstein's monster in this movie is incredible. He's so Um, good. He sounds like he's in an opera in every scene, And Autumn said that that's just book accurate, that that's just what that book is, and I need to read it because it sounds great. I haven't actually read Frankenstein. He's fucking Um,
0: always going for it. It's so good. He's always
1: just acting. He's so... There's so much acting happening. He's so bellowy and dramatic and pensive.
0: It's fucking excellent. Imagine if he was in more movies and we didn't fucking get...
1: More of these. I'd be worried that they would really water that character down, though, if there were like three sequels or whatever.
0: Maybe. Or like maybe the see sequ- the- the- we find out in the second movie he's literally fucking like joined an opera.
1: That would be great. He could be the Phantom of the Opera. He could. Ah, they could work that in. <sighs> see that that's smart movie making. In the same way that they made Mister Hyde Jack the Ripper. Yes they're just merging these two characters and, like,
0: yeah. I think Mr. Hyde does do the... like, traditionally does the killing shit anyway.
1: Yeah, but, like, as the figure Jack the Ripper.
0: Oh, I guess. I'd have to look into that again. Gosh, all these whole old horror characters are fucking great. Yeah.
1: They're, like, classics. Uh, I, I We should put these old universal movies on our list to do, is what I, is, was my takeaway from this movie.
0: Yeah, that would be good. Um, we definitely need to update our list going forward. This was the last thing on it. Yeah. Um, so yes, they put Frankenstein Jr. in a carriage. I'm going to keep calling him that. Uh, and they're going to take him back to Rome. Transylvanian horses are three times as fast as normal horses, so they'll be there in no time. And they're not even red. Nope. Uh, well, I mean, they're like stealth horses. You can't paint them red. Mm. Um, of course, Helsing and the carriages are ambushed on the road, as one of the brides tries to take him, and I assume they were just gonna, like, drop him or something? They do a lot of picking people up and carrying them high. Yeah, that's that's their go-to. Mm-hmm. Uh, luckily, he ends up back on the carriage, just as we realize that the bridge ahead has completely collapsed. Uh, bride, two knocks him on his ass again before he can actually do anything about it. But luckily, the horses, carrying housing, all leap completely clear of the bridge anyway. The carriage, unfortunately, falls, and one of the brides rushes down into the ravine alongside it to retrieve Frankenstein before he is crushed at the bottom, only to find the carriage is completely empty except for a comically large bundle of steaks and explosives, which explodes and kills her. And I think there's garlic in there, too. Probably. You know, Carl probably put this together. He knows his shit. He probably did put garlic yeah. in there. Uh, I'm pretty sure there's bottles of holy water also. Mm hmm. hmm. Just a very comedic one. On the other side of the bridge, Anna and the second real carriage arrive from a different road and Helsing joins them. I guess the second set of horses can just go off and do whatever the hell they want now. Um, yeah, they're free. But, before him and Anna get a moment to gloat about their victory, Velkan shows back up, knocking them both from the top of the carriage, which also explodes into flames. I think a lantern gets knocked over. Carl frees Frankenstein Jr, and together they pull both Anna and Helsing back up on front of the carriage to safety. Velkan tears through the top of the carriage, though, which is still on fire, and they all jump free of it as Velkan pounces on Helsing, taking a few gunshots in the process as the carriage rolls over and explodes. And they do the
1: thing where um Frankenstein's monster is scared of fire. You gotta gotta like hit that character note one yep. time in this movie. You gotta
0: have that momenta. Um
1: Yeah. This is another one of those things this is like This scene there's a lot like every scene is an action scene in this movie. Yes except when it's just the main couple
0: the main couple um, meaning housing and dracula
1: well <laughs> the the scenes that aren't action scenes are either romance scenes or villain scenes everything else at least has a little bit of a like an action scene um but like for the most part most of the scenes in this movie are action set pieces yeah and it's just It doesn't even get exhausting, despite the fact that there's, like, you know, there's the village fight, there's the storming the castle, there's the fight with Frankenstein's monster, there's the fight with the werewolf at night, there's, like, the horse sequence here. There's, like, so much happening, one after another, but it never feels tiring, because each one just fucking finishes.
0: Yeah, it never feels like they're just, like, going through the motions of having some fighting.
1: This is not like like the third Pirates of the Caribbean, where they're like circling the drain of cinema, fighting between two ships. Like that sort of protracted shit never happens in this one, Uh, except the end where they string a couple of them together, and then it gets a little long. But each individual piece does like is paced very briskly.
0: Yeah, like, there is no just, like, light exchanging of blows, really, in this movie. The closest it gets to it is towards the end, and, you know, it makes up for it being a long exchange of blows, but the fact that it's fucking great.
1: And it's, like, four different scenes that it's cutting between, but each one, if you cut them down, is probably, like, three minutes long.
0: Yeah. I mean, the, the stuff right at the end between, like, Helsing and Dracula is really short. You actually just cut those scenes out? Yeah. Um, um, so, after recovering from the crash Anna finds her brother by a rock Dies in her arms I guess that's what gunshots from silver bullets do to you If you are a werewolf They kill you Yep Um, The shit that Helsing does when he dives backwards And shoots you twice with two guns Is definitely like pressing B And right trigger <laughs> at the same time Mm-hmm Helsing uh, rolls up at this point clutching a fresh wound a bite from Velkon. Anna backs up from him but is blindsided by the remaining bride carried away just punched right in the face
1: she gets slapped and then she like falls over and hits her head
0: on a rock so it's like just a real one too Anna does a lot of like comedy hitting surfaces which is <laughs> really like weird to see that you know placed on like a female character mhm um, usually, when there was a character in a movie, he was just you know full-on silent movie, bouncing off of surfaces. It's usually a dude.
1: I this makes me curious about Underworld, w- which I've never seen, and whether she's like doing still doing that kind of thing in in those movies where she's the I, she's the lead,
0: right? Uh, I'm not sure. I'm unfamiliar with the Underworld.
1: Underworld was one
0: year prior to this. Hmm. I don't know that without, like, the comedy, like, horror stuff of Steven and Summers that she would be. But yeah, maybe that's ascribing too much to, like, him as a director and writer and not to her as an actor. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah, that's that's why I was thinking of, like, this is a... Like, I've only seen, like, the cover, the DVD covers or the movie posters for Underworld. I don't know, but it, like, looks more self-serious than Van Helsing. Maybe. But it would be very funny if Kate Beckinsale's, like, actor shtick is I've pratfall a lot. (laughs)
0: Um, I will trip over anything you want me to trip over. Except my dialogue. I guess I think what we've been seeing a lot throughout all of these movies is that, like, even fairly self-serious horror movies do have a lot of levity in them. Yeah. Um... Where was I? Uh, okay. Helsing, Anna, and Frankenstein Jr. make it to a nearby city. I assume this is the Prague set that was mentioned in the Wikipedia, the free encyclopedia that anyone can edit think I read out? I think so. Um,
1: this one is a very funny little brief scene at the beginning because they're talking about, like, the exchange they're about to go do and setting up the next scene and in the background there are these barriers to keep cars from driving through and it's clearly just meant to be an old timey city but you can tell that it's just a modern day old city. I did not notice that.
0: Yeah those like waist high black poles Wow. I mean I think I just Uh don't notice this shit all all the time. Apparently Mm -hmm. I was reading like some stuff about Nisrati when we covered that. And apparently there are just like cars you can see on the back of some shots.
1: Yeah, there's like a car in Lord of the Rings at one point.
0: Wild. I think my brain filters this stuff out. I'm I'm too immersed in the fiction. For sure. This is more a product of
1: like I've seen this movie almost 20 times now.
0: True. I guess that stuff does like,
1: start to like filter in. Um my go-to my like annual Halloween plans are usually watching this movie.
0: Gosh, um, that sounds very I good. I just
1: fucking love it. Um, this might be my favorite movie. That's This might be... I don't know, Star Wars, though. That's between Star Wars and Van Helsing. I don't know. That's
0: the only bracket that matters. Uh, um, so they're in the city. The remaining bride appears again. Uh, you know, just descending in the middle of the city, like they get to do, I guess. Mm-hmm. And she offers a trade on behalf of Dracula. Frankenstein Jr. for Anna Valerius. Helsing demands a populated public place for the exchange while Frankenstein Jr. looks on incredulously, and the bride tells him about a masquerade ball at night and leaves, as Carl and Frankenstein Jr. discover that Helsing has been bitten by a werewolf. Helsing knocks Frankenstein Jr. out and sticks him in a crypt as they head off to rescue Anna. I think he uses the knockout spray again here, just like... Really got his finger on the trigger as far as knockout spray goes.
1: Well, I think he uses the blow darts again. Oh, maybe. That's funny yeah, because he like he like pulls it out and he like blows, and then there's a transition that immediately it snaps to him like falling into the crypt.
0: Well, he, he like pulls it out and Frankensteinian because just see what he's going to do. And like I hope and I he, hope people are as fervent about like hunting you as you are about hunting them. May others be as passionate. In their hunting of you and then immediately zzzz on the floor <laughs> um, as they leave helsing declares that he won't be able to escape from the crypt without some help from the dead as a decaying hand reaches from a grave barely a moment later <laughs> just not even like giving you the moment to think it might or might not happen it's happening Inside the ball, Dracula dances with Anna and tries to tempt her into becoming one of his brides. They stop in front of a mirror in which Anna is the only person with a reflection. The other members of the ball, also all being vampires, gathered in one place. Helsing swings into action after knocking out one of the acrobats on trapezes. They're called trapezes, right? I should have researched this. Yes. I don't think about circuses very often, weirdly. Uh, Hmm. I think I've fact... <laughs> um, Carl giving him the needed distraction he needs to rescue Anna he kind of pushes one of the fire breathers out of the way and gets Dracula set on fire and then Dracula turns around and just fucking throws that guy look when someone disrespects you when you're a vampire lord you need to you know, lay down the law a little bit
1: it's not even in the forefront. It's in the background of the scene as Van Helsing and Anna are like swooping away, um, but he just fucking yeets that guy.
0: <sighs> um, Good me a and then we
1: get one of the best
0: lines in the movie. Uh, would this be here, Dracula welcoming them to his summer palace? Uh, no, at the end of this conversation. Ah, oh, okay. Uh, But yes, Dracula welcomes into his summer palace as Igor leads several zombies in with Frankenstein Jr. in chains. Um, You may be talking about Frankenstein Jr.'s lines here.
1: Yeah, he's like, You are nothing but damned bones and damned souls.
0: It's really good.
1: Um, And then Dracula says, one of my favourite lines from this whole movie, which is, Ladies and gentlemen, I present to you, Van Helsing! And he just gestures and everyone like reveals their vampire fangs and hisses at the camera. Um, it's tonight's
0: entertainment. <laughs> or tonight's main course, I guess. Alright, so yes, Dracula sits all of his vampire pals on the team as they flee. Paul drops his sunlight bomb thing as they leap through a window and it detonates and fills the building with blazing lights and incinerates... Probably most of the vampires, giving him the highest vampire kill count of anyone in this fictional world. I guess, if, if no <laughs> one's killed one in over a century, I guess Carl is MVP right now. Um, yeah. As they fail to rescue Frankenstein on the way out, Carl reveals that the Vatican actually wanted him to be killed to stop him ever being used against humanity. Seeing a parallel between how easily they would kill Frankenstein Junior. and his slowly succumbing to lycanthropy self. Helsing starts to lose a little bit but manages to rein himself in though it seems that Helsing is on borrowed time as far as being human goes Um, there's the part where he's like yelling to Frankenstein Jr as he's carried away on the boat and Frankenstein Jr just like sits there very somberly just staring back it's very good yeah Um, Helsing matches the parchment that is left with the Vatican with a hole in Valerius' very big map which turns out to be a magical door straight to Dracula's letter. Uh, This this comes after Carl explains some general stuff about the Valerius bloodline, its relation to Dracula. Doesn't quite come to the conclusion he needs to yet, but he will do eventually.
1: Dracula is the son of the first Valerius uh, guy who made the the oath, and he was murdered. By the left hand of God. And when... Uh, trying to remember because I can remember the voice lines Dracula introduces himself to Van Helsing at the at the castle he's like Vladislaus Dracul born 1422 murdered 1462 yeah I think is what it is Um.
0: Uh, but yeah the left hand of God I wonder who that could be So the map turns into what everyone assumes at first is a mirror, but turns out to be a surface they can move through. It's very frosty. Uh, They all go through, followed slightly late by Carl, who tries to turn around and go back through, but just bounces off of it. Um, And they are are presented with a very large, intimidating gate flanked by skeletons impaled on spikes. It also zooms out in this icy
1: place. They walk Okay. Follow me on this. I'm following. They walk through a painting and emerge into a snowy uh, landscape Mm. with lots of mountains. And there's a castle in the distance that they have to get to by
0: crossing a bridge. Mm. You know, I I think I'm picking up what you're putting down. There is also enemies Mm. in here that explode and are very annoying. Mm
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um... So they need to get past this very, very big gate. What do they do? Well, of course, Helsing uses his cool werewolf jumping ability to leap everyone straight up over it. And they bump into Igor in the hall. Uh, Who's just, you know, going about his business. He's moving some some tubes around. Attempts to run away, but is immediately caught by the saw blades, which apparently Helsing can throw and use to pin people to surfaces. Uh, that's, a, that's a late game knock for that ability. They also find Frankenstein Jr., who has been mostly frozen for easy storage, who spills the beans on Dracula's lycanthropy cure and urges Helsing to save himself. Outside, they question why Dracula has a cure, and thankfully, Carl has figured this one out. Dracula can only be killed by a well, so he keeps a cure nearby to protect himself. They make a plan to split up, and Helsing hands over a silver stake for a situation that they can't cure him.
1: There's a part where... Um... <clears throat> Uh, hold on one second.
0: I'm holding off. I'm holding. I'm losing my grip. I'm starting to fall. Fear for my life. Hello, Howdy. Was I saying something? Uh, Yes, you said the words, there's also a part, and then you stepped away. There's also a
1: part where he's like, He's going to show us where the cure is. And Igor says, no, I'm not.
0: And he shoves him up against the wall and he says, yes, I am. It, in a similar vein, when they trap him against the wall, Helsing runs up and he goes, like, don't kill me. And Helsing says, why? And he just kind of, like, murmurs a little bit. Uh, it, uh, uh, well, well. Uh, <laughs> he's great. Um... So yes, they are splitting up, Helsing is going after you, after our good friend Dracula, and Carl and Anna are going to go get the vampire, uh, not vampire, the werewolf cure. Up in the tower where the experiment has been set up again, Dracula comes in to look over Frankenstein Jr. being strapped into the machinery, just as Vulcan had been earlier. He is raised up immediately, hoisted to the top of the tower to be struck by lightning once again. Helsing sprints up all of the stairs and climbs up a raven chain before making it into the experiment room, and using his newfound agility, begins making his way up to Frankenstein Jr. Um, these bits of them moving through the castle, where a lot of the like backdrops we mentioned earlier are, um, they look very painterly. I love them. That's, They're great. Very good. Um, very like FMV game energy. Anna and Karl are tricked by Igor and trapped in the room with the Werewolf Cure, which itself is suspended in a of acid. Um, and the remaining bride shows up to ambush them. She gets horribly burned by the acid, which kind of bursts when the Werewolf Cure is knocked off the pedestal, and attacks Anna while Karl flees with the antidote. It's a very long, very thin, very commonly struck by a lightning bridge. Igor, yeah, Igor yeah. also shows up to give chase and try and zap him with a big electric prod. Helsing frees Frankenstein, but is a little bit too late. He is struck by lightning, which is channeled through the building into all of Dracula's children. One more bolt will awaken them, damning the world to be eaten by tiny vampires. So Dracula transforms into his full monstrous self and flies up to knock Helsing back down to the bottom of the tower. He is too late to stop the interference as Frankenstein Jr. is struck once again, awakening the many baby vampires before he falls from the tower. Swinging from chain to power cable and finally swinging down to knock Igor right off the bridge, sending him plummeting to the depths below. Um, back. Rest in peace. Requiescat and Pachi. Yes, he just kind of, like, pulls the trigger on the electric prod thing up a couple times on the way down. <laughs> He's still zapping. He can't stop zapping. It's in his blood. Uh, Anna gets smacked around a bit while Carl tries to rescue Frankenstein Jr, ending up sending him swinging through a window directly into the Bride. Um, Dracula gloats to Helsing that his plan has already worked and is shocked when the clock hits midnight and he transforms into a huge black furred werewolf. They start to fucking brawl. Frankenstein Jr gives Anna an opportunity to leave as he is just like slapping the Bride against the wall in the background. tells Anna to go and help Van Helsing, and she swings across from one tower to the other, catching the antidote from far along the way before she is smacked from the air again by the bride, bonking off several pillars on her way down. Um, Dracula swaps back to human form to shit-talk Helsing for a bit before swapping back to keep fighting, and thoroughly gets the shit kicked out of him. Helsing, well, like, well above Helsing is slamming him across pillars, just full-on body slamming him, it's good shit.
1: It is great. It's a real
0: fucking throwdown. Uh, Anna. Wait, no, I already read this part. Meanwhile, Carl tusses Anna the stake just in time to kill the final bride, who explodes into, like, nasty green goop. I don't remember the other two doing this. I guess she was just very goopy. <laughs> uh, Helsing and Dracula both turn back human to talk for a little bit before they get back to it. And Dracula reveals that Helsing is... This is where I put literally the archangel Gabriel. I guess not true. Mm-hmm. I guess he more implies it. with The left hand of God thing. I do think that is what is being implied, though. Mm-hmm. Uh, he offers to help Helsing get back his memory, but Helsing declares that some things are better left forgotten. He shifts again in the light of the full moon and pounces on Dracula, tearing at his neck and killing him for good. Uh, I'm... Big old bubble of, like, black bile bubbles up through Dracula's throat, and he melts away into a skeleton. Just a
1: skeleton with big fangs.
0: Yep. And then Anna enters with the antidote, rushing to administer it, but she too is taken off guard as Helsing slams her into a chair. Paul runs over with a stake in hand, but is stopped by Helsing as he turns around, revealing that the antidote is stabbed into his stomach, and Anna is dead on the chair behind him. Helsing picks her up and howls as he turns back into a man. At a cliffside funeral, Anna is set alight upon a funeral pyre, her spirit leaving to join those of her bloodline, who are now free to pass through the gates of heaven, with Dracula defeated. Frankenstein Jr. heads out to sea on a small raft, seeking a new life and freedom. And finally, Helsing and Carl ride into the sunset to seek out their next adventure, which is surely coming in Van Helsing 2. The end.
1: I love the ghosts at the end.
0: Yeah, just like smiling down from the heavens.
1: There's just the whole family is here, lined up, ready to take the uh, escalator to heaven.
0: Thanks, Ben. I think you did it. You're a hero. Well done.
1: There was a PS2 video game based on this movie, and I've heard that it's fun. Yeah, but I never played it myself.
0: If I didn't know anything about the video game. Um, well, like, when it came out, you could have convinced me that, you know, a different one of these was based on the other. (laughs) Um, I do think I played the Van Helsing video game. I feel like I played it. Van Helsing can make use of this grappling hook to start combos or perform grappling jumps. It sounds fucking great.
1: I remember hearing that it was sort of a DMC-like.
0: Um, hell yeah. God, do you remember when we just had, like mediocre to good movie titans for Mm -hmm. everything. Yeah. Um, The player also has the ability to use enhanced ammunition with Helsing's weapon once this ability is found.
1: Okay, I'm looking at a long play of it right now, and the UI is fucking huge.
0: Hell yeah, baby. He can perform evasive rolls in four directions, Nora.
1: Wow, I can only do one.
0: I can only do backwards.
1: I can only do forward.
0: We should work on tag attacks. (laughs) Um, The the people who reviewed this movie um, were fools, is what I'm understanding, from this small critical reception paragraph on Wikipedia, the free encyclopedia that anyone can edit. Uh Uh-huh. There's some very rude words written about this movie here. Um... Good old Roger did give it a three out of four, though.
1: Oh, yeah. Three out of... Wait, his max is four?
0: Yeah, it's... I guess it's so you can't give a movie, like, The Middle, right? That's fair. you always got to top one way or the other.
1: Um, but I'll have you know that Van Helsing, uh, positive messages are not present. And um, neither is consumerism.
0: Um... You know, that's why it's so good. There's no consumerism. There's no brands in the world of Van Helsing.
1: There are five stars of violence. uh, Non-stop intense comic book style peril and violence. Jump out at you surprises and grotesque creatures. Uh, There are three... There's three out of five sex. Non-explicit sexual situation. Brief mild references.
0: Damn, that's enough to net you three out of five.
1: Three out of five on drinking, drugs, and smoking. The description says drinking...
0: I guess Mister Hyde tricky. is uh, puffing those real big cigars, also, also eating yeah, them. Yeah,
1: and he eats them too.
0: I mean, I guess there isn't uh, really like, any rubbish bins in the Notre Dame.
1: Yeah. Um, but here we have. Oh, here's the th- here's the thing that I haven't been doing on commonsensemedia.org is looking at the parent reviews that people have left.
0: Oh, tell me more.
1: Um. Well, Barbara says, awesome, five stars, age five, f- uh, 15 plus. Hell yeah, Barbara. Uh, I, watch, I watch Van Helsing every time I see it on the guide. I think it, this is the most entertaining movie I've watched in years. Call me old school, but I grew up watching vampire movies, Bela Lugosi, werewolf movies, Frankenstein, all separately. But for this movie to contain all of my favorite oldies in one package is the best movie ever made. Uh,
0: it's the greatest movie crossover event of all time.
1: I love, love, love Hugh Jackman in this movie. Kate Beckinsale's the best. Uh, this movie is awesome. I'm a baby boomer, so all my old stuff in one gets four thumbs up. Hel- Van Helsing is my, in quotes, movie. If there's a 10-star rating, this movie gets 11. Thank you to the writer and producer of Van Helsing. <laughs> this is
0: so not what I was expecting for, like, the first movie. <laughs>
1: um, the next one, I can't discern the person's, like name from their screen name. They give it 1 out of 5 stars. Gratuitous <laughs> sex and violence. The review text says disgusting.
0: Gratuitous sex? Excuse me?
1: Um. There is, because, uh, there is the briefest the,
0: implication that fucking Fryer Carl got down.
1: And also the, the brides are hot. So that's sex.
0: <sighs> ah.
1: Um. Uh, positive nil says five stars, age 18 plus, best of the best, one of the greatest thrilling movie I have ever seen. I will say that the one star review rates it as 18 plus.
0: Hmm. That's inaccurate, but I believe.
1: It only marks, wait, it, it says, this review says that it contains violence and scariness, consumerism, language, drinking, drugs, and smoking, and sexy stuff.
0: Uh, where was the consumerism?
1: I don't know. <sighs>
0: These cut-rate reviewers.
1: Cashed12 says, 5 stars, 14 plus. Take a bite out of this movie. Suggest horror movie fans ages 14 and up. See Van Helsing.
0: Damn. Yeah, I guess we found the audience for this movie and it's like Christian parents.
1: Yeah, uh, another 5 star from Plague who says, great movie, great actors, intense battle sequences, very little blood, plus Kate is super hot in this movie, so all the better. (laughs) This title contains positive role models.
0: Hell yeah, it does. (laughs)
1: Uh,
0: Uh, Oh. Those are all so much more positive than I was expecting. What the fuck?
1: Yeah, most of these are very positive, is the thing.
0: Yeah, we should have been plumbing these depths earlier. Uh...
1: Teens will absolutely love it. Adults might not like it as much due to its, to its relative lack of plot. It has so much plot, There's so
0: much going on.
1: Um, very fun movie to watch. Almost made me cry at the end, though I won't give away why. Oh wow! Don't like it
0: us spoilers?
1: No spoilers here. Um, um, but now that I now that I've seen the light of this website, we will make uh, some more some more voyages into this this little area. We'll be
0: revisiting this one.
1: Yeah, uh, we'll also be revisiting Funko.com,
0: making a oh, weekly pilgrimage.
1: Ooh, Minecraft
0: voice. Ooh, mm, sounds like I need to type Funko.com into my browser.
1: That this is the first episode of this podcast we are recording during Pride Ooh. Month, which means that we are created by a rainbow SpongeBob SquarePants Funko. Ouch. I love to commercialize identity.
0: Mm, perfect. It's beautiful. This is just, this is, you know, I'm so glad to be out so that I can buy these rainbow phone codes and display them where people in my life can see them. Um, <sighs> like this, we are going to go over this, this rainbow queer icon, Batman.
1: Oh, there's a Pride Pop collection. Well, I gotta know that. Oh, <laughs> there's three of them. We got SpongeBob. We got Hello Kitty. We got Batman. Bat- Batman. Batman. Mm, so, not what I would cho- not uh, what I would choose. So for this it's one. an
0: interesting choice. N-
1: Look, Batman can't wear a rainbow because there are no cops of Prime. Damn right. Anyway, I'm gonna type in Van Helsing into the search bar. We will see what. Your Funko of the week, of the week, of the week. Zero results for Van Helsing. Psh.
0: Terrible taste over there uh, at Funko HQ. Oh, wow, good news though, you can uh, get curbside pickup on your Funkos. Um, That's as close as I want Funkos to ever be to me.
1: Curbside? Yeah. Uh, okay. So what do you got for me? Well, I'm going to break the rules a little bit. Ooh. Are you willing to rate four Funkos?
0: Yeah, I'll do a whole squad.
1: Okay, because what we have here is um Iron Maiden, the band? Oh. Uh, as Funko, I guess, or or, or their OCs, perhaps? Hmm. Um, I'll send you this link. This is the Iron Maiden slash Killer slash The Number of the bees slash Peace of Mind Eddie Glows in the Dark. Okay,
0: so this is various iterations of Iron Maiden's mascot, Eddie, from various album covers mostly, I think, here. Yeah. Oh,
1: okay. I thought it was the band.
0: No, he's just like, a, like a, a fun character the band has, and they use him for the album covers, and all that good stuff. You know? Remember albums? I'm not
1: a music fan, so.
0: I mean, me neither. I just recognize him from the old occasion that I've been into Iron Witten. But as you said, we do have four little guys here. Technically five? little devil? There's a little. There's a little fifth... Bonus, friend. Yeah, I guess he's attached to the Number of the Beast iteration. Yeah. Um, So yes, we have here Iron Maiden, Killers, Number of the Beast, and Peace of Mind, Eddie. Apparently these glow in the dark. There's a second little picture that shows... Like, the first one has glowy hair and eyes. The The second one has sort of a glowy face area. Uh... Do you want to step back? Actually, the first one has glowing pants, I think, which is an interesting choice.
1: <laughs> That's a great choice.
0: Third one only seems to glow in the, the eye area, and the fourth one has a glowy, like, uh, straight, jacket, straight jacket and chain. Um, yeah. very acceptable in today's equipment, obviously.
1: How would you describe Eddie, sort of visually speaking?
0: Um, I would describe him as like a, Dried-up, shriveled corpse.
1: Okay. Sort of a raisin
0: man. Yeah, very much definitely a raisin man. Um, Like you took uh, Voldemort and put him in the microwave. For a while.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: mm-hmm. Um, and that's, a, you know, that part of the look is consistent across all the iterations here. Uh, the first one is sort of... You know, microwaved Voldemort with fiery hair. Then we have microwaved Voldemort, but what if he was, like, a slasher killer? Uh, mm-hmm. Then we have microwaved Voldemort, Voldemort, but what if he was, like, a cleaned-up version of the slasher killer, but also he had some fire and a little devil power? Uh, and then we have microwaved Voldemort, but what if his head was, like, bolted on? The to the top had been, like, cut and was bleeding a little bit. And he was dressed up like a like stereotypical... Like inmate at a sanitarium or something,
1: mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. Um, grimacing in every iteration, obviously. Except for the first one, which is sort of just looks a little like dumbstruck. Like you took a photo of him and he wasn't expecting it. Yeah. Um. These all are fairly like technically and metaphorically ghoulish. I'm not a huge fan of any of these. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. The glowing is pretty cool, I guess. I like it when things glow in the dark. But it's not really enough to redeem any of these, unfortunately. Um, There are four Funkos here, which is more... more, like, point space than any one Funko usually has going towards the maximum five. Which I think does do it some favours, at the very least. Um, If there was less...
1: I was trying to find if I could... If I could find... I know that... Um... Our friends Jackson and M uncovered the GameSpot algorithm for rating games
0: and you're wondering if we could maybe tweak that a little bit and make it work for funker yeah games.
1: so I want I think uh, I don't this I found a tweet where they announced this but I don't know if I can see the actual formula i think it's an excel sheet
0: yeah that sounds correct
1: um so instead what i'm gonna do is i'm just gonna you're gonna write each one and then i'm gonna average those and those are gonna that's gonna be the average for the set
0: okay well we should move through this quickly then because usually you know i only usually review one we want to yeah get through into the broader funko discussion as typical pretty quickly uh so iron maiden Eddie, that's gonna be zero funko's out of five uh, killer's era, Eddie. That's going to be. Let me just check my numbers here. Uh, I do have my own system, obviously. Uh, that's zero hungers out of five. Um, how's the average looking so far?
1: Uh, zero so far.
0: Interesting. I Wasn't expecting that. Uh, number of the beast era, Eddie. That's also going to be zero out of five. Noticing it. You know, it just looks too similar to Killer's era. I think. You know, could have mm-hmm. could have done a little bit more here. All you really changed was the hair gave him a newer t-shirt that's about it uh and finally peace of mind eddie did go for some big changes here some big swings but kind of hit and miss for me it's going to be zero it goes out of five unfortunately
1: all right well that average comes out to uh zero zero out of five for Hmm. the set that's surprising insufficient data for trending value
0: weird You know, sometimes it's good that we run the numbers like this, because it really does reveal, you know, parts of this process that usually go unnoticed. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's good to have that clarified for the viewers, I think.
1: Yeah,
0: totally. Wow, we got a lot of work done in the Funko Zone here. Where can people send their questions?
1: You can send emails to exportaudiopodcast at gmail.com. We didn't get any today because I didn't ask for any until today. Uh, so that's on me.
0: Now, I did see one. There was a response to a tweet.
1: We did get a tweet. I guess we can take this. We usually only take emails. But now that you've reminded me, I was just going to straight up forget that that was there. Uh, But yeah, we should answer it. We should
0: hit just like a top three maybe because there's a lot of monsters in this movie. Yeah,
1: there's a lot of monsters. Could you read
0: the tweet? Uh, So the tweet is from... Are we reading out who it's from? Did we do that? Yeah. tweet is from at MikeBlovesRabbit and the question is please rank the monsters in this film by fuckability. Thanks in advance. Um, Uh,
1: Top three are definitely... Dracula is at the top.
0: uh, See, werewolf Van Helsing would be at the top for me personally. Okay, that's fair. Dracula isn't second though.
1: Mm hmm. Um, uh I think that Frankenstein's monster doesn't fuck, but if he did, he would be a very generous lover.
0: I think so. Oh yeah. Very passionate, very uh, engaged and involved.
1: Yeah.
0: That top three spot though, uh, that that number three is tough. Number one is Dracula. Number two
1: is I'm counting Dracula's Brides as, like, a group, as, like, a, a unit. Yeah,
0: they kind of like, um, uh, like, pull swaps.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, I think they all have the same outfit, don't they? No,
0: they have, like, radically different outfits.
1: Okay, well, I guess I wasn't paying attention this time. <laughs> <laughs> they all kind of blend together, um, sartorily speaking,
0: one of them leaves but, the movie um, pretty quickly.
1: Yeah. Uh, number one, Dracula. Number two, Dracula's Brides. Number three, I guess. I guess
0: the Brides would take the number three spot for me, probably.
1: Okay, that, that makes sense. I guess I'll. I guess we'll just have the same ones because I think Werewolf Van Helsing is probably the third one for me. Yeah,
0: that's a. Pretty there tight you. listening. Uh, well, uh, where can people find you on the internet to dispute this list? You can,
1: f- you can find me on Twitter at neither Nora. You can find everything that I do at norablake.online.
0: And you can find me at wheregazelle on Twitter. And you can find me on itch at itch.io. Uh, uh, no, it's wheregazelle.itch.io. Close enough. Uh, Unfortunately, time is up for the Cow Hour. You can send in your questions and join us next week as we watch Scream. But until then, good night.